the college football experience, Florida State Seminoles 2023 season preview episode on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Bird Dog Shorts. Dominate the summer with an amazing pair of shorts and a free Yeti style tumbler when you order over at birddogs.com slash pool. Once again, that is birddogs.com slash pool. Hey everybody, Jim McMahon here, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride. Seminoles, they're back. It's like Bowden's back on the sidelines and track. Now in track, do you slow up at the end of a race? No, you do not. All right. And that, that's what they're thinking. That's what they're thinking. And look, perhaps, uh, uh, you know, maybe we're buying into what the Seminoles are selling in 2023. Uh, look, uh, maybe you're just tuning in. You're wondering who the hell are you listening to? My name is Colby Swig, database dad, AKA pick. Don D. That's not a pick. This is a pick. He was raised in the land down under where a man thinks on his feet, speaks with his fists, and lives by his wits. When Dundee happened, he was a superstar. I'm probably drinking too much and celebrating too much and not sleeping. Would have killed a normal man, but nah. Now that's gone. The medical advice I got from that was, was like being hit by lightning. Pretend it never happened and get on with your life. Woo! Amen. I mean, do we need to talk about the history behind this program? Is this a, a, the real DBU? Terrell Buckley, Deion Sanders, Leroy Butler, Samari Roll, Jalen Ramsey, Jalen Ramsey. Woo! Go on and on and on about the uh, Donnie Abram. Go on and on and on. There's a clip today. Prime yeah. time. Prime time. Yeah. So many, uh, so many greats with the Florida State Seminoles. Uh, and uh, perhaps they're back where, you know, they're supposed to be. I am joined by my co host. Give it up for former, former JMU Duke defensive back, the burrito eating, sideline kiss stealing, wheeling and dealing, Patty C in the place to be. Hi, Let's get it going. Let's fucking get it going. I'm excited to be talking college football every single day of the summer. That's all I do. I live, I wake up, I breathe college football, I go to sleep. All right? It's fucking fantastic. I, I recommend you do the same, folks. We are also joined by third man in the boot, the DFS god himself. Uh, big Sterling Palmer fan. That's an old Florida State guy. Uh, <laughs> give it up for the rooftop IPA drinking. Home brew making, tobacco road living, the free lack giving. Farmer, farmer, heard the basketball league of MP, give it up for NC Nick in the place to be. There we go. What's up, guys? This is what's up. So we get our kicks doing the Seminole rap. We are the Seminoles of Florida State. We know we're good, some say we're great. Absolute fire. Best in the land. Rockin' to the beat of the Mother Chiefs band on Saturday night. We'll start our stuff. Simpler times. Simpler times. I mean, (laughs) you could make an argument 
that Mike Norvell has revived the modest cheese band. All right. That that's what they, they said in the lyric there, rocking to the beat of the modest cheese band, perhaps. Now I have to look this up. And yeah. see if this is a real thing. Well, that's what the lyric said. The I, mean, I, I haven't done my deep dive on the modest cheese band, but I, I think I've heard modest mouse and uh, <laughs> is there some kind of, yeah. I mean, I was way after modest cheese here, but I don't know. Well, maybe Mike Norvell's serving up modest cheese to all college football world, or maybe he's super, super legit. He needed that great season a year ago where the Florida state Seminoles, you know, after some tough years, some down years, the Florida state Seminoles burst through in 22. And I got to admit, I, I took the under last year. I was an idiot. I was even on a Florida state podcast and uh, made a case for the under. Now, I don't think that makes you an idiot after the struggles they had had for the previous five years. I also thought that a couple other teams, like I looked like a genius. I thought in the middle of the year when they lost to wake NC state and, and Clemson, but I also thought Miami would be a little bit better. And I also thought Florida would be better. And I think that's where I lost it. Um, and LSU, I thought would beat them in a blocked extra point classic game. But uh, Hey, I lost. I'm a fucking idiot. I'll own it. But tomorrow is a new day. And here we are talking Florida state Seminoles. Uh, Guys, Mike Norvell, I'm curious. State of the program, Mike Norvell, obviously preseason top 10, top 15. He's 18 and 16 in three years in Tallahassee. Now, to be fair, he did start the COVID season, which shouldn't wish that on any brand new head coach starting that year and that catastrophe that happened. But, Patty C, you buying into what Mike Norvell's doing in Tallahassee? Uh, Yes and no. I mean, I think that. Uh, I was wrong. I said before, I think it's been top 10 transfer portal years for the last two years, but the recruiting rankings really leave something to be desired. It's been in the twenties for like the last five or six cycles. So I, that's not They've all been his super fault. aggressive in the portal though. Yeah. Super aggressive in the, portal, going in the portal. Maybe that's where they're paying. It's paying off maybe, but you know, Florida state fans, they don't picture themselves as a twenties recruiting team. They, they probably picture themselves as a top five and maybe rightfully so. Right? Yeah. Yeah, sure. NC Nick, what's your take on Mike Norvell? I'm buying in. I think, uh, I mean, this is a huge year in year four, but year three winning 10 games. Yeah. Basically uh, he doubled the win total from 2021. So I think if you're a Florida state fan, you have to be happy last year. They beat the likes of LSU, Florida, Oklahoma, some, some big names and really everything should culminate in year four. And uh, the table is set for him to do that. One of on the things paper, on paper, this team is loaded. One of the things I loved was the players playing for him. They elected to come back, but also in the games, you know, fight. You they saw all, fight. they, I think they even elected to play in the bowl game, stuff like that. Like you really saw Buy that. In. That was what made me really realize that maybe my, cause I thought Norvell coming in. I was like, I don't know if I'm sold on this higher seeing that happen last season. I thought, Hey, maybe he's got something here. To your point, at that three-game losing streak, maybe at that point they're only four and three. The season's not going as they planned. Maybe some people transfer out. People aren't happy. People, you know, the the effort starts to be diminished. No, they go uh, they go on and win six straight. Now, to be fair though, to play devil's advocate, none of those teams had a winning record. True. Uh, you can poke some holes yeah. in those ten wins. Yeah, they beat. Georgia Tech, Miami, Sarah. No, no, I'm saying the final six. That they beat they Louisville had a winning record. 
and LSU had a winning record. Those were all in September. Holes. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they still book some holes. Every other team had a losing record that they that they faced. Um, maybe that's a red flag. I don't know. We're gonna get into it. We're gonna talk about the portal, the offense, the defense, the special teams. We're gonna go game by game on the schedule and uh, project just how we think the Seminoles uh, will do uh, in, in, in 23. So, uh, but before we do that, let's, uh, let's get paid here. I want to tell you that the college football experience, Florida state Seminoles, 2023 season preview is brought to you by bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. What did Dion say? Patty C you look good. You feel good. You look good. You feel good. You feel good. You play pay good. God, I'm butchering that. You look good. You play good. You play good. They, they pay, pay good. good. Mm, there you go. There we go. I thought it was something like that. There you go. The first There's one no you said, feeling. I think, yeah, one was Jordan, but Deion Sanders added the pay good part at the end of it. Well, look, I think he got that from bird dogs because bird dogs are stretch khaki shorts and they're designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. You're going to look like fucking you throw on some, look, you might be some tall drink of water. that looks like you haven't done anything in life. And uh, you know, all of a sudden you throw in some bird dogs, you look like fucking Peter Bowler back there. All right. <laughs> all right, that's that's the way these these things are gonna work for you. All right. And look, uh look, look. like Rock Preston. Yeah, Come yeah, on. man. Pooh Bear Williams up in this <laughs> up in this here. So let's go. Uh they fit way better than regular shorts, be honest. Regular shorts, I can't tell you how many times. I look, we've got some intel down there in Tallahassee. Apparently Bobby Bowden was wearing. Remember that big hat he would wear? It looked like he's fucking cracking out Dundee. Oh yeah, right. <laughs> He'd wear that hat to make sure his son wouldn't get through. Plantation hat. Yeah, and and <laughs> Bobby Bowden would walk around and he complain about regular shorts. He said they're stiff. They're restricted cotton. S- sweat just bubbling off my ass in Florida with the humidity, right? <laughs> but then he got bird dog shorts and everything turned around. All right. Um, he started, you know, because bird dogs fixed this issue a while back by inventing cloud knit fabric. That looks like khakis, but stretches. So you get a way slimmer fit without having to sacrifice all that movement. You're gonna feel like Charlie Ward back there. You know what I mean? Just gonna, just gonna be bobbing and weaving, defenders throwing touchdowns. Mm. All right, moving and grooving. Who is it? Uh, Derek Brooks that uh, they based uh, the middle linebacker the in the program after because he looks so damn good. James Conn was was Bowden. James Conn was Bowden in that. Yeah. There you go. No, Red Bow you was Bobby Bowden <laughs> from Waterboy. We all know that. <laughs> Look, Bird Dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric. That was so. Coach O. Sorry. Go yeah, ahead. that was Coach O. What are you yeah, talking about? Yeah. Uh, no, that's Farmer uh, F- Farmer Fran. Farmer Fran, what is this? The fucking guess who game? What's going on here? All right, look, let me let me finish this here. Bird Dog uses anti stink sweat wicking fabric that keeps you cool and dry all summer long. You're gonna be smelling like a rose. Cause look, let's be honest. Like we all love Florida college football. They do a great job supporting college football, <laughs> except at Miami when like 12 fans show up. Uh, but uh, you know, at, at Florida, Florida state, even UCF, the bounce house, they, they, they pack those things and Florida represents college football. Well, but you're going to be sweating your ass off because we've all been to Florida and it's a fantastic, fantastic place. But at the same time, you know, you're going to be sweating. So get that anti-stink sweat wicking fabric. Cause that's like calling the old play action fake right there. You're going to end up meeting up with your girl. You're not going to smell like you've been just rummaging through all, you know, all the garbage in Tijuana. You know what I mean? You're just going to be sitting there smelling like a, a plum. There you go. You know, like just, a- I don't know if plum smell, but sounds good. All right. Go to birddogs.com slash pull into the promo code pool P O O L. 
for a free Yeti style tumbler with your order. They're just going to toss you a tumbler in there. Come on. Look, I've watched a lot of cops episodes where you, you know, they, I feel like 90% of them take place in Florida and they got, they got like some type of cocktail in their hands. You're going to have a tumbler right here. Come on. What are you doing folks? Birddogs.com slash pool for a free Yeti style tumbler. They won't know what's inside. That's half the battle. Now you're selling. Now you're doing some selling. That's half the battle. They will not know what's inside. The good folks in Tallahassee discretion is uh, worth, worth all the money in the world. I'm talking about, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We could promise you that. All right. We are back on the college football experience. Time to talk a little transfer report. Like I said, that's how the way Norvell's been doing. He said, my recruiting rankings. Okay. Yeah. She's suffering. Not a problem. Cause I'm just going to go out and get everybody on my team. All right. And he's been doing it and doing it and doing it well. Like hello. Cool. J Patty C. Hello. All right. Now here we go. Departing. I like to say who's departing first safety. Travis J. He's a Colorado Buffalo. He says we coming. All right. Says we coming. Michael Pittman at wide receiver. He is a Utah Ute. The two Utes. Um, <laughs> Bishop Thomas at defensive lineman. He's a Colorado Buffalo. Cornerback um, Marion Cooper. He's now a Colorado Buffalo. Say we coming. Dion, just go go in there. Mm, uh, mm, offensive mm. lineman Antavius Woody heads to UAB and Trent Dilfer. Offensive lineman Zane Herring went to the South Florida Bulls. Linebacker Steven Dix Jr. went to uh, Marshall Thundering Herd. Safety Brendan Gant went to the Colorado Buffaloes. Defensive end Derek McClendon the second went to the Colorado Buffaloes. Endure those backups. Yeah. <laughs> It's a nice service you're doing for uh depth counts. Yeah. Man. Wide receiver Malik McLean goes to Penn state. Interesting running back. Treshawn Ward goes to the Kansas state wildcats. Cornerback Malik Feaster goes to the Memphis Tigers. We Tigers uh, cornerback Demory Tate's in the portal uh, offensive tackle. Lloyd Willis goes to Marshall cornerback. Sam McCall goes to Texas A&M. Uh, they lost the defensive end, George Wilson to the Campbell camels, uh, linebacker, Sidney Williams to Missouri wide receiver. Keyshawn Helton goes to the Cincinnati Bearcats offensive tackle rod Orr goes to the Toledo rockets. Shambra Jackson defensive end goes to UMass defensive lineman. Jared Jackson goes to Michigan state. Man, this fucking team. This is Woo. I'm sick of reading. Linebacker Amari Gaynor goes to North Carolina. Um, and I think that's all departing. Now incoming. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> this portal shit. All right. I just might as well. It's just might as well. It's like picking up a phone book and like the, from the 1990s and just reading names. Um, tight end Kyle Morlock coming in. Uh, this one is an interesting one because he comes over from shorter university. Look, they got Jared verse from Albany and no one had any idea. He was going to be just a freak of nature. Maybe this Kyle Morlock guy from shorter university, Patty C. Um, maybe he's something. They also got uh Braden Fisk from uh defense lineman from Western Michigan. These guys are highly sought after. They, uh, they were highly sought after. They got uh, offensive lineman Casey Roddick from Colorado. So that was the deal. They got a starter from Colorado's offensive line a year ago. It's going to start this year on the offensive line. And we're going to send you a bunch of their backups. That was the trade. <laughs> uh, they also got cornerback Fentrell Cypress from Virginia, who that's was a, a beast. That's yeah, a steal. that's what I'm saying. They did a great job yeah. in the portal. Offensive tackle Jeremiah Byers from UTEP. He flashed at UTEP. They were excited about that get four star get. 
Uh, Auburn offensive lineman Keandre Jones it was a huge loss for Auburn. He comes into Florida State. Jaheim Bell from South Carolina had a great year at South Carolina. He comes into Florida State. I mean, they really did a great job at the portal. Um, defensive lineman, actually, hold on, let me load this up. Defensive lineman Daryl Jackson. Uh, he transfers in from uh, well, from the Miami Hurricanes mm. and uh, Patty C to go. From Miami, shots fired. To shots. Where, where the hell is my sound job here? I can't find anything, but uh, my point is, is like that. That's just terrible. <laughs> that should just not happen. That should just not happen. So I am worried about the character of this team. Um, well, you got to be carrying worried about real quick the character of the defensive coordinator here, or one of the uh, uh, linebacker co-defensive coordinator, Randy Shannon. Mm. That's a Miami guy. What the hell's happening over here? He right. was running out of town. Yeah, I don't recall. Like, I, I don't recall George Washington being a redcoat. You? <laughs> I do not. Right? Not just saying. Um, Although Benedict uh, Arnold, aka Benedict Dantold, <laughs> was run out of town as well. And, That's uh, true. You know. That's true. Defensive end Gilbert Edmond comes in from South Carolina. That's another decent get. Um, then they, uh, they loaded up. They got, this is the big one. Keon Coleman. Why was he from Michigan state, man? They really killed it in the portal as much as they lost guys. I think this, they definitely won, right? I mean, getting some of those guys, all household names in college football with a, with the exception of that kid from shorter university, which he's a household name <laughs> down at shorter university where it is. He went through all, all the women down there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, look guys, if you look at like uh transfer portal rankings, they got Fentrell Cypress, a cornerback from UVA. He's a top 10 guy. They got uh Jaheim bell, the tight end from South Carolina, top 15 guy uh, Fisk, the defensive end from Western Michigan, top 20 guy buyers, the tackle top 35. I mean, I can go on and on. Yeah. And Keon loss, Coleman was a beast at Michigan yeah, state last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the biggest loss was Sam McCall, the, the uh, cornerback who was kind of a part-time player for them. So Make no mistake, they lost a lot of guys, but they won the portal. I think Treshawn Ward though is a decent loss too. I think he's a good. But I don't think it's an area of need because I think basically he he had lost the job to Trey Benson. True, but I so I think they could afford him. I mean, and and they also have Toa Philly. Sure, sure, make a good point. Uh, They won the portal. Don't be wrong. I, I think it's a great get from Kansas State. I don't think it necessarily hurts. Florida State. Though. Yeah. No, they certainly won the portal. I would say they hit a grand fucking slam in the portal. Yeah. Patty C. Yeah. I mean, they did a great job. Top 10 uh, transfer portal class. I mean, I, I do think losing Treshawn Ward is is a pretty big loss. I mean, I want to say he was like a top 10 in yards per rush in the country. So, you know, even though Trey Benson took the job from him, uh, He's still a damn good back. So yeah. that hurts. But Trey Benson led the team in rushing the last six games of the regular season. And in four of those six games, Benson was over 100. Yeah. Ward's a good mm. running back. Don't mm. get me wrong. This is no shade thrown at Ward, but Florida State is okay at running back. They're, they're just fine. Yeah. Fair. All right. Well, let's let's break down this offense because uh Alex Atkins doing a damn good job here. Um Jordan Travis. One of the better quarterbacks in college football. My only concern would be this: his game is kind of reckless in a way. Like he will get injured a lot, but he—that's his game—is like he's going to make all these awesome plays. But he also puts his body on the line a lot, and and that's the one knock I would say about him. But I think he's a really good. He put up monster numbers a year ago. 
Um, I, I think he's due for that even more so this year. Um, who who is more responsible for this jump, Jordan Travis or coordinator Alex Atkins? Two years ago, in twenty twenty one, they were eightieth in the nation in total offense. Last year, tenth in total offense. Uh, that's a gigantic jump, and that was of Atkins's first year. But also, like you said, uh, Jordan Travis had quite the jump himself. And I think the year before he was dinged up all the time because they bring in Mackenzie Milton. Yeah, he was also raw. It took him a while to polish, uh, especially as a passer. Look, this will be Jordan Travis's sixth year in Tallahassee. <laughs> the dude is old. It's on the Stetson and, Bennett plan. Yeah, and, and opposite of uh, right down the road. In you Florida, know, a lot Grant of people Burton. go to college for seven years. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry. Continue Opposite on. of Graham Mertz, who saw his completion percentage drop every year, Travis has seen his completion percentage rise every year, mm. and it was 64% last year, 32 plus 100 yards, 24 touchdowns, just five interceptions, while also running for 400 plus and seven touchdowns. I guess the one thing is that you want to see more consistency because there was, what, four games last year where he didn't throw for 200. So there's some. Yeah, I think you want to see consistency, but you love his experience. You love his playmaking. You love the fact that he's not turning the ball over like he was earlier in his career. So uh, I just think you have to like the fact that the guy's been around for so long and he he's a playmaker. For sure. Well, for sure. I'll say this real quick. When your freshman year of completion percentage is 28.6, there's nowhere to go but up. So <laughs> congrats on Jordan Travis to getting that into the mid 60s. That is quite the improvement. He walked through the fire, man. He That's walked right. through the fire. Uh, I mean, he went four or fourteen as freshman. That's not fair. He really didn't play <laughs> until two thousand, until two thousand twenty. So fair enough. The guy, like enough. I said, the guy's been around forever. This will be his fourth <laughs> year as like a main quarterback, a main starter. But in in two thousand twenty, he only threw for fifty five percent completion percentage. Yeah, still, so a you pretty can tell dang good his throwing skills were raw at that time, and he's had now he's had time to polish them. Yeah. And then, uh, you know, if he stays healthy, even though they have Tate Rotomaker who came in, I think that Louisville game looked all right. Um, Trey Benson is in the backfield as you alluded to. Same with uh what do I pronounce this guy's name again? Tula Philly. Close enough. Something like that. <laughs> um, and, but you know, they sh- probably still very sound at the running back spot, wide receiver spot, man, this kid, Johnny Wilson, who came over from Arizona state. I know he drops <laughs> a lot of passes, but Holy shit. This guy's like, this guy's got like a creative player and in, 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 in like Madden back in the day, <laughs> Superman. I mean, he's gigantic. Uh, Six this- seven two thirty five. matchup nightmare. Uh, he, he, you know, he, I mean, he's almost like Jordan Travis as a quarterback where he's kind of raw still. And yeah. you saw flashes. You didn't see consistency, but it's Ben Wallace, was- they got Ben Wallace playing wide receiver. <laughs> you, you know who he reminds me of actually, the guy who died on UVA, the guy who was shot, the big, he was like six, seven as well. Oh, I know who you're talking and, about. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm drawing a blank right now on, on the name. I was going to uh, throw it like Mike Lavelle Davis, Liddell, Lavelle Davis jr. Yeah. Uh, was huge. And you know, I want to say he was second in the nation in yards per catch. And if I'm not mistaken, uh, Ronde Gadsden, how about that? That's a, that's a good comparison. Johnny Mike Evans. There you go. Let's just keep naming old white house. <laughs> Johnny Wilson was also second in the nation in yards per reception last year, 20.9. Yeah, it's tough to cover a guy of that size, especially on a deep ball. Well, when you consider he, he's coming off a game where he just went over uh, over 200 yards receiving against Oklahoma in the bowl game. 
Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You get Keon Coleman, Johnny Wilson, Jakai Douglas. You get those guys, and w- they still got Winston Wright, who was a WVU transfer that really flashed before his car accident. I'm Maybe- glad you mentioned him. Hold on, Keon Coleman led Michigan State in receiving last year, 800 yards, seven touchdowns. Winston Wright redshirted last year. The year before, he led West Virginia in receiving. Yeah. And he Six, flashed in spring. He got in a car accident. So if that guy gets going, watch out. Jaheim, loaded. Yeah, Jaheim Bell at tight end too. I mean, this is a really, really great receiving unit. If everyone stays healthy, I remember healthy. the Duke Mayo Bowl two years ago when Jaheim Bell against UNC caught. Uh, what did he do that day? Five for one fifty nine and two touchdowns. That yeah. guy's nasty. You're talking me in. Should we take? Should we get our futures on the national championship now? Uh, look, they got they they return a couple uh, offensive linemen. I think that that was one of the areas where they went. They had to go out and get active and get bringing Jonathan Byers from UTEP and Casey Roderick from Colorado. They're going to be starters and the kid from Auburn. All those guys, I think, are going to be playing substantial minutes. Um, are we concerned at all about the offensive line, or is this is this patchwork going to work? This offensive line, while it is patchwork, they have 206 career starts returning. Yeah, I'd and say that is the most patchwork. experienced offensive line that Phil Steele has ever graded. Wow, Whew. that ever. right there should tell you that this team—you should probably smash the over on that. Forever, style. yeah, yeah. Um, wow. Okay. Well, I feel pretty damn good about this team. How long um, has Phil Steele been doing this? So I don't know. We've, 30 years. We bought his magazine back when it was a newspaper. All right. <laughs> Remember a newspaper? That used to be a thing. Let me do the math um, on this. 30 times 130. He's graded 3,900 offensive <laughs> lines. And this is the most experienced one of, of all, all time. time. Wow. Wow. All right. Um, well, Ex- experience isn't everything. I mean, this it helps. You got to be super excited about the offense. The only thing that could go wrong here is Travis gets injured because he runs the ball a lot. And, True. and, and, he will throw himself in the kind of like, he will go for it. On, uh, he, I love the way he plays in a way. Cause he's a winner and he would just like, he'll th- put his body on the line, but also right. sometimes a four yard run. Maybe you just throw the ball away. You know what I mean? <laughs> at, but, least, at least the road maker is probably a better backup than most college teams have. True. Obviously a big drop off from Travis if that happens, but at least he's a solid backup. Who's been around a while. True, 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 true. So, I mean, are we sold on this offense? Petty C definitely. Now comes the defensive number side ten of the offense ball. in the country last year. Returning all that, gotta love Hello. it. Hello, gotta love it. And then the defensive side of the ball, Adam Fuller, defense coordinator. They also, as you mentioned, Randy Shannon is on that defense. And uh, look, Jared Verse turned down the NFL to come back. He's an absolute fucking beast on the defensive line. They also brought in Braden Fisk, as we alluded to. They also have Fabian Lovett and Patrick Payton. I mean, this defensive line is pretty loaded. Um, linebacking core, pretty decent as well. Tatum Bethune is is back. Uh, this was a guy, kid that was at UCF a couple years ago. Kalen uh, Deloach is back, and man, I mean, tr- I'm trying to find the weak point on this whole team now. Maybe, maybe the secondary, but you bring in Fentrell Cypress. I don't know where, where's the weakness here. You got the the two safeties, or, or no? What you got? Akeem Dent. And and Kevin Knowles back at the safety spot. You got Green, Ronaldo Green back at the corner spot. Where the fuck is the weakness on this team, NC Nick? Well, I mean, I I, I do think they lose defensive back Jamie Robinson, the leading tackler from last year, who's now a Carolina Panther. He will be missed, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's talent everywhere. I mean, that's why I say, like on paper, 
it's tough to look at this team and and find a weak spot. Yeah, now, but that that doesn't e- always equal results on the field. Granted, they won ten games a year ago, and and with mostly this roster, minus the um, portal additions, but they weren't like a dominant team on the field last year. So no. on paper, everything looks fantastic. I remember watching that Wake Forest game, and Wake Forest kind of whooped their ass. Yeah, and. That was you the know, only game they lost by double digits. They lost by ten at home to Wake Forest. They, Other than that, they, they lost by shit two on the, the road against NC State. So bad. Yeah, yes. they lost by two to NC State on the road. They should have won. They should have beat NC State. Yeah, and they only lost to six at Clemson. So those are your three losses. No, that was home to Clemson though, because this year's at Clemson. I'm sorry. Uh, yeah. 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 Still a, a respectable loss against a good Clemson team, six points. Sure. But the NC State game, they were what at the twenty yard line with like less than a minute left, and but that was down by coaching, two. Though. Why are you throwing the pass? Terrible coaching. Why are you throwing the pass there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. All they had to do is line up and kick yeah. the field goal. Yeah. Game's um, over. Well, uh, well, look, and also Fentrell Cypress, uh, number tied for uh, tenth in the nation and uh, and passes defended. You're adding him to the already number four uh, pass defense in the country last year. Lights out, baby. Now, does their schedule get easier based on them not having a coastal division? We're going to talk all about that. We're going to go game by game on the schedule. Hopefully, you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Remember, we're going through all 133 teams like we do each and every year, but this year's 133. First time at 133. Last year's 131, and the other years were 130. It's beautiful. Uh, look, I want to tell you folks out there that the college football experience, Florida State Seminoles 2023 season previews brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best ball mania is here at Underdog Fantasy is giving away fifteen million dollars in prizes. And Underdog Pickup is a great way to get down on your favorite MLB and NFL uh, you know, season player props. College football too. They have a great college football player props when that season comes around. So many ways to win over at Underdog, and Underdog's available in so many uh states. Head over to underdogfantasy.com, use that promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. Once again, that's underdogfantasy.com. Promo code SGP. And all right, we are back on the college football experience. Hopefully if you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Remember we also host the college baseball experience in a four States. Always got a good program, college basketball experience. Leonard Hamilton, not that long ago, went to elite eight with the Seminoles, the FCS college football experience and the college football experience. This one, we come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience, subscribe, tell a friend. And uh, here we are. If you're watching, you got the sweet graphic. Shout out to our graphic guy, Cam Kern. Win totals at ten, Patty C. Mm. Expectations are back up in Tallahassee. Oh, it's gonna be fun to watch. But uh, let's start things off in Orlando, Florida, on Sunday, September third, when Brian Kelly and the LSU Tigers come to the Camping World Bowl. Some sh- what do they call it now? Some shit like Camping that. World Stadium. Yeah, what is um, the bowl? Yeah, uh, don't worry. You can get your fishing gear. All right, uh, don't worry. They got all that good stuff. Uh, I think it's a revenge spot for LSU. They lost that in heartbreaking fashion a year ago. But I, I kind of thought Florida State was the better team all game in that LSU game. Brian Kelly's first game, and I, you know, deserves a little bit of pass. I think if you're an LSU fan, say it's their first game. Brand new quarterback, brand new offense, brand new defense. However, I know Brian Kelly, and I think he's a maniac, and uh, him and his family. I think have been circling this game and that is why sorry, Florida state fans. I am calling for LSU. I did, did the uh, sec preview on the sports gambling podcast today. 
And I had LSU winning this game. I'm gonna stick to my word, Patty. See, I'm not gonna Benedict this. LSU wins S- Sunday, September third. They should just do a home and home next time instead of these filthy neutral site games. But uh, who are you taking? At least here, they Patty? got the home states. Yeah, uh, baby steps. I want Nick to go. I want Nick to go first here. Who do you got, Nick? So honestly, I think if the, if there's ten teams that can make the college football playoff this year, this is two of them. But Colby and I have been talking about this game. It is the rematch from last year. I like what Brian Kelly's doing. I think he's the better coach. I'm leaning LSU. It's ah, a tough ah, man. It's like ah. 51 49. I think they're a two and a half point favorite right now. Yeah. LSU is, I think. You know, I get so sick of doing this every single year with you guys. <laughs> every year you're going to say Florida State loses the opener, right? I had to do it. Uh, and tell you it was going to be a good game against uh, Notre Dame. A I was years. on Florida State last year. Oh, you were. Yeah, I was on what, LSU what? and got very a blocked extra point. Uh, let's not pretend know. like they're. Let's not pretend like they're the eighty-five a Bears in this game. Is right? a win is a win, and they did it in New Orleans with Steve Spurrier in the crowd. That that was my favorite meme of uh, <laughs> the uh, maybe all time. The favorite tweet I've ever seen. I don't even know what you're talking about here. What are you talking about? <laughs> if you go back and look at the LSU uh, Florida State game last year, there's a tweet of uh, this chick that looks like Steve Spurrier in the crowd. Do yourself a favor and look it up. It's the funniest <laughs> shit I've ever seen. That anyway, um, look, Florida State's gonna beat them again in no. Florida. Wow. Not going to happen. They're going to beat them again. Very possible. Nope. Not going to happen. You are sold on these tigers. I'm going to lock it up. Wow. Let's do it. Let's have a fucking lock battle again. Let's go. Florida state is the dog here (laughs) in the state of Florida. Get out of here. All right. Well, uh, after they lose to LSU, they uh, are hosting Frank Gore jr. And the Southern miss very golden Eagles. Uh, not a terrible team, both team a year ago. And I think Will Hall's got that on the, on, on the right track, but if they lose this game, I definitely think they beat Southern miss. Now, if they beat LSU, watch out because Southern miss is not a bad team, but I got Florida state winning this one. NC Nick. I think Florida state wins this regardless. I think Florida state is on a, a pretty high level, you know? So it's not like Miami who struggled with Southern miss a couple of years ago. I mean, Southern miss is a, a good program. Don't get me wrong, but I think Florida state is at a Don't pretty high Colby level. This year, started. So. Uh, 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 if we're talking a couple years ago, you know, m- any more than one year ago, Florida State's had some h- a hard time with a True. lot of shitty teams. But I think they've passed that, and I think they smack Southern Miss. How do you say? I think they win convincingly. I don't know if they dominate. Southern Miss is getting better. Well, now they 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 go on this. See the ACC doing them a nice solid here, giving them a trip to Chestnut Hill rivalry game. <laughs> Isn't this the rivalry game that they deem <laughs> yeah. rivalry game? No, even Syracuse. Though, oh, it's Syracuse. Syracuse. Okay, yeah. Uh, at Boston College, look, at least you get it September sixteenth. If this was in November, you think, man, you know these Florida kids coming up to Boston. Uh, you know the cold, the cold weather, the strong racism. You know what I mean. <laughs> well, they're probably used to that. But uh, look, <laughs> uh, Boston College, Chestnut Hill, BC. It's a look-ahead spot because they have Clemson on deck back to back away. But come on, BC's this ain't gonna happen. Florida State wins by uh, seventeen at least. Yeah, I mean they they won forty-four fourteen last year at home. Granted, maybe a little bit closer because it's at Boston College, but uh, it's definitely a double-digit win. <laughs> I mean, can we talk about the fact that Boston College probably should have a nickname just like Purdue has for spoiler makers? The the Screaming Eagles. I don't know. We got to come up with something. That, yeah, because they have are they spoilers. Been lately, 
Uh, well, I know that didn't they get Florida State a few uh, years Glenn back? Foley. Or the, I was gonna say, are you still holding on to Glenn Foley? <laughs> oh, they got be, Matt be, Ryan. beating beating yeah. Notre Dame in the mid nineties. They, they got they got Tech when they were number two. Obviously, that was like two thousand uh, okay, nine. Okay. That was a long time ago. But uh, no, I mean, I want to say they at least gave Florida State a pretty damn good run a couple years ago. I guess you got Flutie also the Flutie match. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they we're really that. going back yeah. pretty far yeah. now. Uh, can we get? We could probably go back to the '40s and find something. I mean, uh, uh, for Virginia Tech, I feel like they've been a thorn in the side on several occasions. Well, uh, well, Tech some, much well sucks okay. Now, so who cares? Well, yeah. I mean, in in Florida, uh, in, in Tech's dead. heyday, that Tech's, program's dead. Yeah. Uh, what are you doing here in this one? Uh, I gotta go Florida State. So you got him three yeah. and zero, Patty. Three and zero. I got him two and one. Nick, two and one. Two and one. All right, now they head to Memorial Stadium. At the Clemson Tigers, I wonder if any Florida State fans will be reading books, reading spy novels in the middle of this one. Uh, I doubt it this year. They look. This was one for a while, from like 1992 to 2002. Florida State never lost one of these, and and Florida Ooh. State had wins like this: 57 nothing in '93, right? 48 nothing in '98, 54 seven in 2000. I mean, they had some true ass whoopings, but don't look now. The Clemson Tigers have won. What is this? They've won seven straight, mm, mm. and there was a fifty-nine ten book it's reading. Been getting closer. True, true. But Garrett Riley comes into Clemson. Two years ago, it was a uh, ten-point game. Last year, a six-point game. Yep, that trend will continue. Although last year was the year to get them, man. I think the offense is going to be back going again. They, they fire Streeter. They got Garrett Riley. Well, shoot, Florida State is is your turnkey program as well. It's not like turnkey. they're having. A, are we still claiming it's turnkey? Yeah, we're claiming it's turnkey. Uh, well, it's been a while. It's been a, several years since they turned the key. Then, well, they turned it last year. They went from five and seven to ten and three, and still didn't beat Clemson. Yeah, well, they came close, and they weren't all the way back, and now they're even better. And Clemson has a guy with. Two touchdowns and three interceptions at the quarterback position on his resume. Look, I think Clemson's gonna win, but I, I think it's gonna be very close. <laughs> great way. Great, great spin there. I like it. The fans <laughs> got excited so, for a minute. And then I shot yeah. on him. <laughs> NC Look, Nick, who are you taking here? So here's my problem. I mean, if you're betting the over, your ticket could be kaput in September. Mm. LSU and Clemson are gigantic games, huge games. This is like potential top five, top 10 teams, all yeah. three of them. Yeah. That's if, why if, I can't bet an over. I can't do it. Well, if, know, I, so. if I, if I was taking like, if this game was at Florida state, I, I think I would take Florida state, but it's the I, fact I it's agree, at Clemson. I'm, I'm taking yeah. Clemson because it's at Clemson and I expect Clemson to be pretty damn good. And I think if Clemson wins this game, I think Clemson could go undefeated. All right, now you have so Patty C. You still got them potentially getting the over because you got them only one loss. I do, but look, LSU is going to be a close game, and there are a couple other games that are probably going to be pretty tough. We're going to get to it. They I'm get a buy. Knicks they get a buy after Clemson. Hey, we still got to do the rest of the fucking Sorry. episode. Yeah, right. I'm not 100. Yeah. Look, Jesus. I, I, look yeah. like I've said this before. Fucking uh, Vegas. If if they're not giving you a half game, it means they're pretty sure they're not going to get to 11, and you're pretty sure it's not going to wow. get nine. It looks like a 10 and two season for them. It does. It All does. right. Well, look, they get a, a bye week, and then they're hosting hoisting the uh, <laughs> the Virginia Tech Hokies. Patty C. 
rematch of the uh, 99 bogus national championship where Virginia tech didn't deserve to mm, be there. Mm, mm, mm. Should have been Nebraska and Florida state. Oh, the, the big 12 and Colby is still smart. And what almost Nebraska would have beaten Virginia tech by, and a half by 17. Decade. Look, if, if yeah. some butts are candy and nuts, it'd be a fucking very Merry Christmas, but it didn't happen. And Virginia tech did have the lead in the fourth quarter of that game. So you take your hatred and you stick it up your ass. Plus that Florida state team was the best team in the country. So Florida state would have beaten Nebraska. We never got to see him play Nebraska. So uh, NC Nick, uh, you're taking Virginia tech, uh, Mike, you know, rematch. Uh, No, no. yeah. (laughs) Florida state has a nice uh, three week home stretch here where they play Virginia tech, Syracuse and Duke. Duke is good. The other two, Eh, not so much, but it doesn't matter because Florida State is better than all three of those teams. Not trying to well, fast forward right, this. Don't, can... don't fast forward the Syracuse rivalry <laughs> game because that's the one that they've deemed a rivalry. Right. Even um, though Syracuse has been in the I, conference for like yeah. 10 years. Excuse me. <laughs> but uh, no, they win those three games pretty easily and they're they're five and two in my book. I think the Duke game could be tricky. The Duke game could be tricky. They were only 16 points away from an undefeated season. Don't look past Mike Elko because I can see him bottling them up. But yeah, I'll take Florida State. Yeah, we're three. gonna see how well Florida State handles success here. Are they mature enough not to slip? You got to win in Virginia Tech, Syracuse, and Duke. Patty State? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, you know, I was watching a podcast on Virginia Tech. They don't seem very confident at all that they're gonna be any well, good. Bud Foster told us on this very show a year ago. He was like, "Yeah, I don't know. If that, this is our year." But uh, you know, and if he's telling you that, yeah. that okay. was last year. Can yeah. you have him on again and see what he says about this year? Because I don't will. know if it's gonna be that much. Di- <laughs> right. <laughs> we will. Okay. So now we're heading into Saturday, October twenty eighth, and damn if they don't have to go to Winston Salem, where Dave Clawson. Don't look now. Dave Clawson has been kind of kicking their ass lately. At Wake Forest, Mitch Griffiths, no more Sam Hartman, but Mitch Griffiths, the guy, Patty C, is Florida State gonna conquer Winston Salem once again? Uh, without, yeah, I don't think Mitch Griffiths is Sam Hartman. I hate to say it. Uh, no, Florida State is going to beat Wake Forest. What if I told you they were beating them when they had Jamie Newman, too? Jamie, uh, Mitch Griffiths isn't uh, <laughs> Jamie Newman. Jamie Newman either. <laughs> uh, this, I mean, Florida State. Has uh, lost three in a row to uh, and two lost their last two in Winston Salem. Uh, so actually, damn, the last four games in Winston Salem. Uh, so Florida State's Ooh. two and two, but their two wins were all one score games. So Clawson giving Florida State some issues. How do you see? You got Florida State? Oh yeah, I got Florida State. Nick. So again, I feel like I'm grouping games with with the schedule. And so they have two straight road games at wake Forest at Pittsburgh. The question is, can they get through that stretched unscathed? I think they're they... better. They have more talent than these teams, but you know, man, come on, man. It's college football. It's, it's, it's conference games on the road. I'm guessing they probably drop one. Well, I got them beating wake for the first time in some time. Yeah. But then when they go up to cold ass Pittsburgh in November, let me it's tell you November, something. It's November fourth. Still, it's probably going to be like fifty degrees. Well, that's cold for Florida. And uh, also, let me tell you something. If there's one team you don't want to play in the ACC, Clemson found this out the years that they went to the to the playoffs and won the national championship. Yeah, Pitt bangs. And you want to talk about a situation where you know Jordan Travis likes to run a lot? Man, Pitt. I think Pitt they, they beat lost them. a lot this year, dude. I think they're pretty loaded this year. Phil Jerkovic. I think no one's talking about Pitt. I think Pitt could win. Pitt could be the team that no one's talking about in the ACC that, that, that could come out of nowhere and win the thing. I think 
Now I'm yeah. not saying I, I would favor Clemson and Florida State ahead of them. I don't but, know why that would be a long shot. Pitt's been pretty damn good, and they got a five-star quarterback. Shot. I mean, yeah. Pitt's, Pitt, Pitt has been better than Florida State over the last three years. Well, it, it's the style of ball they play, man. They're physical as fuck. So, like, I think it's a hard matchup. I, I just think it, it's not like Wake Forest. If, if anything, it's like polar yeah. opposite of Wake Forest. Um, well, I don't think uh, Florida State has a physicality problem. I think they'll, they'll they'll match up, and I think they have probably have better athletes. Quarterback play. I think even favors Florida state at this point, uh, it's the weather they have to contend with. I just looked it up uh, average temperature in October, high of 63, low of 45 in November, high of 51, low of 37. So assuming it's somewhere in between the two, like high of 57, yeah, low of like lot. 38 well, though, so it's a night if game. it's a night I, game, if, it, if I'm, if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm I, got Pitt, for I got Pitt winning this. I think they lose one here either to wake or Pitt. I think it's, I think it's the Pitt game. I have them winning both these, but I will circle back to this game and one other one when I give my final over or under, if that makes sense. Patty, see what do you got happening here on this two game trip? I got him losing to Pip. Yeah, I do too. Uh, then they and another thing, it's a look ahead spot because they have Miami on deck. The pit game is perfect. It's a perfect spot to catch them. Second half of a back to back with a look ahead. That's true. Mm. Yeah, on the road. And, uh, yeah. Th- this one's at Doak Campbell at the Doak, but Miami Hurricanes. They got their ass whooped last year. What was that final score? Like 49 to three. I feel like something like that. Oh uh, yeah. That was a complete shellacking. What was that? Yeah. What was that? Might gonna, be about the same this year. Yeah. They're going to fuck up Miami. They're going to fuck up Miami. So then there's, there's a 45, tough matchup. 3, 45, 3. Yeah. Then the you Lions. got the Lions. Yeah. Look, Bowden, uh, Terry Bowden used to coach at North Alabama. So it's a Bowden matchup. Bowden schools. Let me just say this real quick though. What's that? It was two years ago only that Miami beat them 52 to 10. I, I think we're, you can't write off Miami in that game. Oh, I can. Rivalry game. I will write off Miami in that game. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Dundee just wrote them off. All right. Uh, and then you have North Alabama, then at Florida, which is always tricky. Florida played a little bit better than I thought they would a season ago, but I got Florida state winning that. And I got them going nine and three. And lo- you know, losing to Pitt, Clemson, and LSU. Patty C, what do you got them doing? I got them going ten and two, but I think Florida at the end of the year and Miami, like we just said, you got two rivals. Beating them both is not a foregone conclusion. I think you know, between LSU, Clemson, and Pitt, there's two losses in there, and then maybe one more. But I think ten and two. I don't. You got to lean over or under. Though. I'm go. I'm leaning under. Okay. I'm leaning under. Uh. NC Nick, what are you doing here? I'm locked set with Patty C. I had them beating North Alabama and Florida, which makes them ten and two. But I, I think, you know, that with that long stretch of wins, I, I basically had them winning what eight games in a row. Maybe they drop either the at Pittsburgh or the at Florida. I'm high on Florida State this year. I I think there's a chance here that they could be like eleven and one. I seriously do. I'm not going to bet the under, but at this point, I still need them to prove it to me one more time because you could argue that last year was a little fluky with Colby. Uh, you didn't even mention all the backup quarterbacks they faced. Yeah, you, 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 this is why like stats can be deceiving. So according to stats, Florida State had the best passing defense in the ACC last year, only giving up 165 yards per game. But Colby will tell you because he was sit, he was shouting this out last year that <laughs> Florida state played like four or five backup quarterbacks. No, you're right. They got, they got, uh, 
They got well. Uh, it was the Louisiana game. I think the backup was in Syracuse game. The Shredder didn't play. NC State uh, game. I think the backup was in. Miami game. I think Van Dyke yeah. was out. Uh, Georgia Tech was on their third string. So there are some things, and you could make the argument that hey, they were two and three against teams with winning records from a season ago. Yeah. So. so there is that, but as an ACC guy, I really hope Florida State is back this year. I think they really could be, because uh, like I said, on, I said earlier, on paper, <laughs> there's nothing wrong with this roster on paper, but they have to prove it to me on the field, and that's why I'm going to lean under. But uh, they could be back. I mean, all, everything you guys say, I agree with, but stats, deceiving as they may be. The number 10 offense in the country, the number 14 defense in the country, bringing a lot of talent, getting a lot of transfer talent in. I think this schedule's it, harder though. Are they ready to take a step forward? If they do take a step forward, if they do go 11, 12 and 1 and win the ACC and they find themselves in the college invitational, do they have a chance? I think the schedule's harder. It is. Because Kelly's in year two at LSU. I also think Clemson getting Garrett Riley. Clemson's offense will move the ball a lot more And the efficiently. fact that you're at Clemson, of course. To last year. Well, and then like you get Wake at Wake when Wake's had your number lately, and then you're you're drawing essentially from the coastal. You know, you get Miami every year, so that game's still there. Uh, you're also getting Napier in year two at Florida. So and and Cristobal in year two. Think about that. They had a lot of first year coaches. They had Kelly Cristobal and Napier last year. But then you add in the fact that Pitt and Duke. Who Duke was 16 points away from being undefeated a year ago. And is then, that easier or, or or harder than Louisville and, and, and NC State? No, I think getting Duke and Pitt is harder, especially at Pitt. Well, like you said, Elko, another yeah. uh, second year yeah, coach. Elk, here. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I just feel that's, like I feel like it's a harder schedule this year. That's tough. Yeah. Overall, I agree. Overall, I think it's a harder schedule. So, all right. I'm on the under. Patty C's on the under. NC Nick's on the under. We're unified here. Now, look, before we get out of here, we got Michael Barker, AKA college football campus tour with us. I had, a, I got the opportunity to sit down with Michael to talk about Florida state the Seminoles and uh, you know what their college football experience is essentially like. And uh, here's that interview right here. Joining us on the college football experience, Florida state Seminoles, 2023 season preview is somebody that you should be following folks, because look, I know. I know you Seminole fans are super excited to be back going, you know, preseason top 25, the way you should be. Uh, well, look, this guy, you got, you got passion. Well, this guy's got passion because he goes to every single college game. I think ever personally, but uh, you know, uh, five, six, seven games a week. And that is one Michael Barker, AKA CFB campus tour on Twitter. Uh, how you doing, Michael? And thanks for hopping on the show. Absolutely. I appreciate that uh, kind introduction. I'm doing great. And Doak Campbell stadium is another bucket list one we get to talk about here. Yeah. I mean, so many classic games been played here. I know recently with some tough times, I remember that, that meme of like a guy reading like a spy novel in the, in the stands as they're getting killed by Clemson. But now that they seem to be back and, uh, and you know, the fans always, you know, with the, they got the, the Atlanta Braves chomp thing going. It just seems like it's, it's a fun fan experience. Uh, tell me about your experiences there and uh, the history of the stadium. So uh, Doak opened in 1950. It had only 15,000 seats back then, but we all know the story of Bobby Bowden coming in and taking his team everywhere and winning on the road and against everybody. 
And they just expanded the stadium like crazy. From 1954 to 1992, there were eight expansions. Uh, eventually, it got nicknamed the Erector Set by the way that they put it together. Um, in the early 90s, they came up with a very um, revolutionary idea as far as putting administrative uh, buildings, uh, academic buildings in the corners of the where the the bleachers were not in the corner of the end zones. And then they put sky boxes on top of that and they wrapped the entire structure in 3 million bricks. And if you look at the outside and the facade of uh, the Dope now, it's one of the most beautiful stadiums out there. It's the largest continuous brick structure in the United States. And the only larger brick structure in the world is the Great Wall of China. Damn. I did not know that, man. That, I'm looking at the photos right now. Google image the stadium. It looks amazing. Uh, what, 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 uh, have you been there just once or how many times and what games did you see? So I went there, I, I went there in 2021 and I knew they had a Sunday game against Notre Dame in the opener. It was a Labor Day game. So I held off because I knew that was going to be a great one. And from a traveler's perspective, anytime you can get a non Saturday game, you want to jump on it. That game was incredible. You know, we talk about traditions, you know, the pregame tradition with Chief Osceola and Renegade riding the horse out there, you know, throwing this, the flaming spear in the 50-yard line to get the war chant going. Just an incredible vibe. And that particular game, it was a back-and-forth game. Uh, the starting quarterback for Florida State got injured, and Mackenzie Milton made his first appearance since his horrific leg injury when he was with UCF. Uh, the game went to overtime. Uh, Notre Dame ended up winning 41 to 38, but just you talk about returning to glory and the team, you know, that to me was a snapshot of everything that they've been and everything that they're capable of. And now that, you know, that Mike Norvell is recruited incredibly well, uh, they're highly ranked, you know, top 10 preseason. This is, this is the year to capitalize on it. So I had a great time in 2021, but I would love to go back again. Yeah, man. I, I, these photos look incredible, man. I got to get to this game. I would love to catch it when they play Miami one year. That would be awesome. But uh, yeah, Michael, I appreciate you hopping on the show folks. Make sure you give him a follow. Like I said, sometimes five, six, seven games a week and he documents it all on his page. So it's, it's a really cool follow. You see, sometimes he goes to three games in one day, you know what I mean? Two, three games in one day. So you document it all. He has the photo of the game. You know, a lot of times if there's a big upset and they rush the field, he's there to document it and puts it up on his page. It's awesome. So at CFB campus tour on Twitter and thanks for hopping on the show, Michael, and talking about the doke. Yes, sir. Thank you, Colby. Anytime. All right. That was Michael Barker. The erection set. They said huh? <laughs> close uh, enough. Yeah. No, I'm joking, but I, I got to get down there at the doke. That sounds that sounds fantastic. It looks cool. If they Google go eleven and one, the erect erection set will be the yeah, case. That's my, true. Most yeah, of the fans in the that fans, stand, even, yeah. even the guy reading the book. All right, like, he'll get it going. All right? That'll be like Viagra to uh, Bob Hawk Bowden. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Well, uh, uh, look. You know what? Coincidentally, what's that? Guess what's trending on Twitter right now? What's that? Norvell. Woo! Uh, man. So let me ask you this: the buzz is real. What's let's can we do this? Best case scenario is undefeated. They're in the they're in the playoffs, right? Yeah, I would say eleven and one, and they're in the probably playoffs. the realistic best. Can case you scenario. build me a case though? What's worst case scenario? They lose to LSU. They lose to Clemson. They lose to Wake, Pitt, and Florida. 
and, and they're maybe Miami. All they're not yeah. gonna lose all those. I think like seven eight and, and five, eight and four, eight and four. Yeah. Okay. And how would they feel about Norvell then the, the following year? Cause he loses a lot of production. Yeah, I think at eight and four, you st- come on. You'd have yeah. to be crazy to to switch up if they're eight. No, and four. I'm just playing devil's advocate. You know, right. devil's advocate. I'm gonna. Well, when you've I'm done a- all these. You've done all these previews. Like, how many teams return this kind of experience and talent? It's- I, I agree. That's what I'm saying. But but also a lot of it is from the portal. The same. Yeah. The same people that say Colorado can't field a team with all portal guys. You a lot of these prove it on the field. Yeah. Prove it there's on the field. a lot of portal guys that are starters or you know now I I tend to buy into the culture that Norvell's selling. I Anything below eight and four is a c- catastrophe. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to watch that first game against LSU. Huge. Absolutely yep. huge. Cannot wait for it, folks. Well, so, let me say this. If they if they are seven and five or lower, six and six, if they have a terrible year, something goes wrong, Jordan Travis gets hurt, knock on wood, and he's on the hot seat. Or if they have a great year, right? Maybe depends on. I I know you don't want to hear this. How prime time's doing over at Colorado? Already mm. one year. Boom! It hey. seemed like they had their chance already, and and they didn't want him. Well, he hadn't proven it on the big stage yet. Mm. Uh, so if he if he has a great year at Colorado, maybe or even two years from now, we'll see. But then also, uh, Norvell's a Texas uh, uh, from Texas, right? So, say uh, Sarkeesian has a tough year, are they going to throw the bank at him if he has an eleven and one season and take him away from Florida State? That is interesting. Things to consider. I think, I think it would it'd be more likely they go eight and four and he'd leave Florida State for Texas. I mean, Texas yeah. has fuck you money, so Texas could get. Would Texas go for him after an eight and four season? No. If he went nine and three, though, maybe Texas, because knowing that the ACC situation and Texas is joining the SEC, I could see something like that. Maybe I see all these things a couple years away. Anyway, I think Norvell is there for now, and he's doing a good job. So yeah, here yeah. we go. Right, you're supposed to be happy about. Let's this, enjoy right? this. Look, right. I know we're all on the under, but I find you know we do want to see the ACC and the Pac-12 and Big 12 show up and and contend with the big 10 and and sec. Cause we don't like this two conference nonsense. All right. I'm rooting for the, what do they call this thing? It was the Alliance for a little bit. And then the big 10, (laughs) that that old handshake deal didn't work out. There's Kevin Warren, that bastard, huh? (laughs) Uh, Look folks, subscribe to the college football experience. We're all on the under, but Hey, we would love to see Florida state knock off you know, some of these bastards out there in the big 10 and SEC, <laughs> and SEC. They're getting two chances yeah. this year against the SEC. fucking blood money. All right. All right. <laughs> Get out of here. All right. Uh, look, give us a follow on Twitter at TCE on SGPN. Give myself a follow on Twitter at the Colby D uh, Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore underscore N I C K. Give us all a follow and remember uh, we host the college basketball experience, the college baseball experience, and the FCS college football experience, as well as this one, the college football experience. We come together as one on YouTube, youtube.com slash the college experience. Check out that subscribe over there. And please, if you can hop on over to iTunes, give us a five-star review. Even if you think I'm an idiot, if you say, Hey, Colby, Florida state's going to win by two touchdowns against Brian Kelly and his family, <laughs> please. <laughs> there was a five-star review recently. That pretty much said that. That's true. There you go. I welcome that. Patty, I did welcome you catch that. that. I didn't. What, what was it? Uh, it was like it was. It, it was uh, two thirds of the um, hosts are great, Col- but Colby sounds like he's a uh, Alex Jones or something like that. <laughs> I'll take it. I'll take it. I'd be like Hassan Jones. He's a former Florida State wide well, receiver. He, he does have right? a tinfoil hat on most of the yes, time. Yes, <laughs> that's true. That's true. You gotta believe. You gotta believe in these conspiracies. They're out there, man. All right. Why did Jimbo Fisher really leave Florida State? All right. 
Yes, play that X Files music, <laughs> folks. Subscribe to the College Football Experience. Why we can't wait for the season? I just let's go. All right, this is the College Football Experience. Florida State Seminole style. You better start thinking about yours. And we out of here. So we get our kicks doing the Seminole rap. We are the Seminoles of Florida State. We know we're good. Some say we're great. I go with simple, best in the land. Rocking to the beat of the Mother Cheese band on Saturday night. We'll start our stuff to show the nation.